If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neve Cavanagh. And I'm Garo Farrelly. And you're listening to Agony Rants. Uh, welcome, listener. Welcome, welcome on this momentous day. I know. We're recording this, even though we celebrated it last week on the podcast. But I know. We yeah. are recording on the day of. <laughs> Sonia's birthday. Sonia's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) It's Sonia's birthday. It's also the birthday of Neve Cavanagh McGahee. That is correct. Mrs. McGahee. 56 years. It's 56 years of age. You need to start knocking a few years off that now. Why? You can't in this modern age. No, you can. Listen. No, like, look, you just, you knock the years off and if anybody... Credit, like if, if, I, if anybody counters you, okay. they'd be an absolute monster. No, no, but you know, actually, all you have to do is put it on Wikipedia because everybody believes every single thing that's written on that. Do that's they? a fantastic idea. Um, so there you that go. That is a fantastic idea. Just chill. <laughs> go I, in and we'll just put, set both of our ages to 38 years old. Do you think I could go? For, I couldn't go that far back. Co- you're fishing for a compliment now. I know. And I, I won't have it. I have, it's my day. If I can't get it on this day, I get it. <laughs> of course you could go 38. Of course you could. I know, I love I love my birthday, right? And I actually I'm delighted I'm sharing it with you for a change. I, I'm going to be honest. If it was my birthday and I had to drive two hours <laughs> to come down and do this podcast, I'd be annoyed. Do you know what time I had to leave this morning to get here for 10 o'clock? Go on. Quarter past seven. Do you understand <sighs> that that means I had to be up in time to shower and do all that? Because I, I do try and clean myself before I come. I mean, it's not always obvious, but she I do. Po- she polishes herself up every time she has to come down to Dublin. And do you know what I did, right? Because it was so cold when I got in. I have this fleece that I only wear around the house. You know, it looks, you know, my friend bought it for me because she knows I like to be comfortable and cosy. And um, I'm not sure that she ever meant me to wear it outside of the house. But I actually drove down on it. You drove down on it? I drove down on it. I, I totally, you know, it looks amazing. It's in the car. Do you know what my dream is? Maybe. What is it? Now we can share it. Oh, come on. My dream is, because one of my favourite things about living in an apartment, right? Right. Is that, because when you do night driving. Yes, you know, like, like in the winter and you get into the car at the theatre and you're like, oh, it's freezing. And what I like is I'm in the car and I don't have to get out of the car again. Because, because I drive into the underground. Oh, yes. And I love that. And what I would love. Is to get in your jammies before you go. to get in my jammies before I get in the car. Get in my jammies at the venue. No, but I know the day I do that, you're gonna break down. <laughs> no, it's the day somebody like, can I have a selfie? <laughs> That's what would happen. I love it. It's like the day it, this happened during COVID. I will never forget it as long as I live. <laughs> right, I will never forget it. I was about to get into the shower. Did I tell you this story? No. This is a horrific story. <laughs> I was about to get into the shower, and the buzzer went because there was a delivery. Right, okay. so I was like, Grant threw on me pajamas. Ran down, got a delivery, got the delivery, signed for it. And your man asked me if he could get a selfie. Right? 
to prove the delivery or because no, he recognised you? No, just because his girlfriend liked me. Because with straight lads, it's always the girlfriend that yeah, likes me. Always, yeah, always, always. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, absolutely <laughs> no problem. I went up, had a shower. Now, I looked like an absolute scruff ball in the photograph, right? But okay. that was not the problem with the photograph. Okay. I went up, I had a shower, you know, had a cup of coffee, then went on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I was tagged in something, right? <laughs> I had a look at the photograph. <laughs> and in that photograph, you could visibly see my penis. <laughs> I had to message him and say, please, can you crop that or take it down or something? Was your penis hanging out when you went to the delivery? No, but it was just, I was wearing, I was wearing a pair of tracksuit bottoms. Oh, okay. Sorry. You couldn't actually I will, see that. I will never. It was the outline, was I it? It was the outline. The outline. I will never forget it as long as I live. Listen. I was like, I'm going to get banned from Instagram. There's lots of people out there who are going to recognise what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> right? going to say. Like, How dare you, Neve? How dare you? <laughs> the thing is, right, when the kids were small and I used to, or younger, and I used to drop them up to the train to get up to the, you know, to go to school, I used to drop them up. The train station's only up the road from us. So there is a temptation to literally go, like, put a coat over whatever you're wearing and go. Now, the pajamas are not the problem. For most women, the problem is they mightn't have the bra on. And... <laughs> As traumatic as you think it is. <laughs> like, sometimes I go out the back and I'm hanging clothes out and my neighbour comes out the back and I've, I haven't put the bra on. You know what I mean? It's the first thing in the morning. Yeah. I'm putting out, I, I, I have a high expectancy of just being able to do that out my own back garden. And he comes out for the chat and I have to stand with the hands over the, you know, like course. folded across. Course, and the problem is that those hands are getting lower and lower every year. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing, even though you know nobody can see, there's nothing more. I know, it's, it's, you exposing. feel vulnerable. Yes, it's It's a vulnerability. Vulnerable. It is. I guess it's just what they always <laughs> used to tell us. Is don't go out of the house unless you're dressed up. And you've clean knickers on. Yeah, like you're... In case you go like run over. a 50s housewife. <laughs> Do you remember? Put the full face on before you leave the house. How have we ended up here? This is my birthday. I don't we know. have to talk feel, about nice yeah, things. Yeah, we talk about nice things. I feel things. a little bit, you know... I've had a very stressful week. Oh, tell me about your week. Yeah, I've had a very stressful week. So, I was away with... I was doing shows in the UK. I know. And I, for some reason, right, I don't know what's going on. But I think it was because I had, do you remember, like in the last episode, a sinus infection? No, I remember a, a, a you got sicker as the day went as on. The, yeah, and, the day went on. I the was more blaming your we jumper. Recorded, I was just getting worse and worse and worse. I thought it was the fact that you didn't wash a jumper before. But you. it turned into like a full blown <laughs> Did it? sinus stuff. infection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But what happened was I ended up with, for some reason, getting really nauseous from the sinus infection. I don't know why, but. Oh, okay. So, so you felt sick. Grand, like... Yeah. So it was grand when I was doing shows. Okay. But when we got in the car, I was getting travel sick. <laughs> it was awful. I was like a little, I was like a little baby. Like, so when we get into the car, did you take out and for it? Yeah, I took um, these like ginger lozenges, oh, which do fact. work. Yes, I they know. Work. But did you not take quells like the travel sickness? I didn't have them. I don't know what's going on in the UK, I right? Know. All of the stomach medication that I like, motilium, quells. I couldn't get any of it. All the stuff that you you like to get cheap over there. Yeah. No, I couldn't get anywhere. I was in boots and everything. I was like, no, we don't have that. No, that's on prescription now. I was like, what's, what's going on? So what I had to do was when I was in the car, uh, 
because I was doing Sarah Millican supports. Mm-hmm. So when we we're in the car, I would, I would I would sit in the front seat and I would just close my eyes. I had to just close my eyes for the whole journey. Oh, Otherwise, no. I was getting travel sick. So we arrived at the hotel in where was it? It was in Cambridge, I think. And we, I didn't realize because normally when I'm when you're doing those car journeys, I'm on my phone. You know, because okay, it's so long maybe, car journeys and you're like, right, you know, so you're reading. Yeah. But I couldn't do that because <sighs> I was getting like, uh, so I. Did you have to make them stop and all? No, I didn't. We stopped once. We stopped actually once at uh, services and I, they they looked at me. I thought I was going to die. Like I was literally white, like <laughs> absolutely. Like I looked like a ghost and I was, I, I, and I was pretending I wasn't sick. Because you know when you do, I'm absolutely fine. No, I'm grand. And then I looked at myself in the mirror and I was just like sweat. Clammy. Clammy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was grey. Like absolutely grey. And the tour manager just came in and was like, are you okay? I was like, I'm absolutely fine. I don't know why you would think there's something wrong. <laughs> on one of the last nights, my phone was on my lap mm. and I got out of the car. And... I dropped the phone off my lap and I didn't even hear it. I was just like, get me to, like, get me to my hotel room. But, um, so then I got up to the room and I noticed on my watch that my phone was disconnected. And I was like, where is, where's my phone? Oh no. Um, It was out on the road. No. it had been run over. Oh God. And it got so much worse, right? It got so much worse because my dad was in hospital and my sister was in hospital because she was having a baby. Right? (gasps) So I needed my phone. So it's like, okay. So the next morning, I went to the Apple store in Cambridge, right? To buy a new one. To say those people were unhelpful. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Genius bar me bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> the first people were lovely, right? And, right. and they, because they, it was going to cost me like 700 quid to get my new phone, my old phone fixed. Yeah. Because there was like loads of problems with it. Yeah. So really, it's, it's yeah. a case so of... Yeah, so it was screwed. It was like, yeah. I was like, do you know what, actually... I might as well get the new one. I should just get a new phone. Yeah, yeah. So I bought a phone Mm -hmm. and then I went and then I transferred it, but I couldn't transfer my WhatsApps, right? And this is a lesson for any Agony Rants listener out there, right? There's an option on WhatsApp to encrypt your backup. Okay? Okay. So when it backs up your WhatsApps to the cloud, there's an option to encrypt it and you've got to set a password. And I set that password and you know the way now, we just have no idea Never. what those passwords are. You don't know what... They're you... all in the cloud. It doesn't store your encryption so password what, in what the cloud. So what humour were you in when you set that password? You don't know. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea what it was. And I had no idea. There was just no... able. To, and I wanted my WhatsApps because like... Uh, yeah. Like loads of dead people like that I have messages from that I want to keep. Oh. Okay. So what I did was I thought, okay, how am I going to get this back? So I had to go back and I had to get my old phone I had to old, get the screen phone. fixed on it. Okay. You got, what, what? Because like there was loads of things wrong with it. One of the problems was the screen was broken, but also the camera were broken. You know, there was okay. loads of things, so I couldn't use it again, really, because it was going to cost too much to get fixed. But the information was still in it. But the stuff was still on it. Okay. So I had to go get the screen fixed. Which because is the another Apple couple of hundred. tell me this. When they transfer, told me to transfer it over, they could have told me this, and it was afterwards when I went back, I was just like, oh, you just wants me to buy a new phone. You dicks. But... Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like I was in the room there. I was really angry. So I had to go back and I had to go into a phone shop and I had to pay them £180 to fix the screen on my old phone so I could go into WhatsApp 
turn the encryption off. Oh, right. Okay. So you didn't even, did you do just one thing? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can just, you can turn the encryption off, but on, on the phone that you've encrypted it on by just pressing the button. But if you're bringing it onto a new phone, you have to, you have to have the password. Okay. So I'd go in, turn the encryption off and then run it. And then the backup just appeared. It all just appeared on my new phone. I always want to know where my phone is and my headphones. I'm, I I spend a lot of time going find my headphones. I've lost my Find headphones. my airbud. I borrowed my boyfriend's headphones. And you've lost them? I've lost them. I've lost them. And I, I don't know whether I left them in a taxi or whether I left them, like, there was a few places I was during one particular week. And I rang all the places that I was that week. Oh, and God. Have you fessed up them. yet? Did he know you borrowed but, them? Yeah, he did. He lent them to me. And, like, we're in a very interesting, it's a very interesting dynamic going on. Okay. And I don't know how I've managed to do it, but I'm very impressed with myself. Okay, go on. Because he will say, did you find those headphones? And I go, no, I didn't. From a position that I've no entitlement to be. I've Are you no, making I've, him feel like he's responsible for that? I'm making him feel guilty for asking me about his headphones. I don't know. I don't know how we got there. I'm very grateful we are there and it's not him giving out to me saying, you know, find where I'm leaving you. But, <laughs> but for some reason, I can be snippy about him asking me where his headphones are. And it works. And he's like, oh, I apologise. I, I didn't mean to. No. Wow. <laughs> so it's, uh, Neve, it's fantastic. Are you gonna apply, I don't know how I managed this. Are you going to apply that life skill to other parts of your very relationship? Very impressed with myself. <laughs> very impressed. Amazing. Neve. I'm in the final throws. Billy, the death throws. The death now <laughs> of the Glamour Hammer Tour. I, um, I, I feel sad. I feel sad that this is happening. Really? No. Oh God, I'm thrilled. <laughs> um, on the 29th of February, I will be in the Central in Navan. And mm-hmm. um, I will then be in the Mullingar Art Centre on the 2nd. Mm-hmm. I will be in Friars Gate in Limerick on the 8th. Okay. The Dock Carrick in Shannon on the 9th and the Pavilion in Dublin on the 15th. Oh. Yeah, Paddy's weekend. And then the Dock in Carrick and Shannon on the 22nd. Did I say that twice? Yeah, you did. I did. It's either the 9th or the 22nd. I have it in my diary twice. <laughs> Are you going twice? No way, I'm not. <laughs> on the 23rd, it's Christian whose birthday on. That's not her date. <laughs> Are you just uh, going through your diary? The Castle Bar, <laughs> the Linden Hall and Castle Bar on the 29th of March. The Hill Comedy Club on the 30th, I am doing two shows. Oh. Yeah, an early show and a late show. The late show, I think, is sold out. Oh, get you. And then the Nina Arts Centre has just gone on sale on the 20th of April. PSLC in Port Marnock on the 27th of April. And I know I am also doing the Civic and Talent on, I think it's the 6th of June. But in before that, myself and Chris Kent will be doing previews of our new shows together. We're doing a little tour of like about maybe seven or eight dates where I'll do an hour, you'll do an hour of all oh. just new jokes. And where, where are you doing that? Very small dates. It hasn't been announced yet, but it be, should probably be announced by the time. By the uh, time you're doing them. By the time, I, <laughs> by the time I'm doing them. <laughs> and by the time you're listening to this. So check out uh, Garrod Farrelly on Instagram. Amazing. It was very hodgepodge, wasn't it, Maeve? Yeah, it was very good. It was just off, off, off the cuff. I don't know. I felt like I was invested by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> the start. I'll be honest, I was bored. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be the same. But no, it was lovely because I got a few birthday mentions in there as well. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say when you're going, what day you're doing your laundry. <laughs> Maeve, I don't like this aggressive tone. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. If you would like to support the show, you can donate money to us to keep your favourite podcast on the road by subscribing to Head Stuff Plus. And in return for that, you will get bonus content from us and from all of the shows on the Head Stuff Podcast Network, which, which, Neve Is celebrating. Is celebrating. It's 10 year anniversary. Oh my God, 10 years. Isn't it 10 years? It is 10 years. It is 10 years. 10 it's a, it's an lovely an, years. It's an anniversary anyway. It is one of those things. It's one of those. The Headstuff Podcast Network is a network based in Dublin. It is part of the podcast studios, which is, is where we record. Oh yes, it is. And we love podcast. it. And we love it. We love all the people yeah. that work there. There's also headstuff.org, which is a uh, arts and culture site. Oh. And we love them. We yeah, congratulate we them. I know. And if you are considering making a podcast and you're not going to do it with the Headstuff Podcast Network or in the podcast studios, you need to have a long, hard look at yourself. I mean, I mean, to be fair, for your 10th you anniversary, on. you can get tin. We can give them a, you know, a tin of soup or something. Tin? Yeah. Good, good. I was going to get them a present, but now I no, we can just send them, need to. <laughs> send them your old tin cans. Yeah, perfect. Ideal, Neve. They'd love it. They'd love it. They're all into that sort of stuff. No, they yeah. are. Very if we tell them it's tin, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that's great. We'll put it, we'll, you know. Yeah. 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 Simple people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're a simple people. <laughs> you know they listen to this, right? <laughs> Get ready to celebrate with us as Headstuff hits a remarkable milestone. That's right. It's our 10-year anniversary and we want to celebrate with you. To mark this special occasion, we're rolling out the red carpet with exciting surprises. For a limited time only, you can subscribe to Headstuff Plus at headstuffpodcast.com and enjoy a 14-day free trial to access ad-free bonus content from all the shows on the network. And if you're already a member, you'll get 20% off all merch from your favourite shows. Thank you for 10 years of support from all the team at Headstuff. This is why I like our listeners. Yeah, when we spank them. When we spank them, they respond. <laughs> I know. Like myself. Um, <laughs> we got some reviews. We asked for reviews and then we got reviews. Okay, tell so, us the reviews. As okay. long as they're good reviews. Are they good reviews? Uh, they're, go- they're, they're, they're great reviews. Oh, excellent. All five stars, as they should be. Uh, SH240 says, Monday morning blues eraser. Oh my God, that's us. Monday mornings wouldn't be the same without agony rants. Excellent. Thank you. Short, short, short but sweet. Yeah, but lovely. Um, but lovely. Um, here's another one. Uh, my number one podcast. This is from Ankle Joe. I love this podcast. <laughs> it is my absolute favourite. 
I pretty much always listen on my drive home on Monday and looking forward to it gets me through the hardest day of the week. Ankle Joe, uh, you know where my head went that he has an ankle, you know, one of those ankle, ankle braces you have braces. to wear that you're not allowed to. I'm going to get, <laughs> oh, you mean, you mean like a, that's not an ankle brace like, at like least. That's law. like a, <laughs> a law. you've digitally tagged. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when he's driving home from the area that he's allowed to be driving in. <laughs> Neve and Geard Geard are so fu- so good and so funny. <laughs> Listen and enjoy, but also supported by becoming a member and getting the additional content. Oh, we love they you. They are so worth it. We love you. Ankle Joe. Ankle Joe. Um, let me see. I'll make you a, fr- uh, a friendship ankle bracelet. And this next one says, Amazing. Brilliant podcast brightens up my day. Neve is such a treasure and Garoad is a big ride. <laughs> and that's from Mickey Milker, so he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I'm a treasure. <laughs> Thank you, Mickey Milker. Um, quite the eclectic mix there, our listeners. Neve, we have follow-ups. We do. Do you want to read a follow-up? Uh, hello. Last year I wrote to you and I was in a massive panic. Is this you right now? <laughs> You're nearly always in a massive yeah, panic. Yeah, could be. I know. I had left my job as my progress in my company had completely stalled. I knew I was going nowhere and it had taken me a while to make the decision to move on. I'm only 40 and I thought it was too early to plateau. Oh, I love that. Can I just say, it's always too early to it, plateau. Always. There's, it's never over till you decide. It ain't over, over till it's over, babes. Um, when I did leave, I had a massive crisis of confidence. I have never had a panic like it. And so basically what he decided then was right to us. (laughs) So when I wrote you that letter, I was genuinely going to quit and ask for my job back. You were both so encouraging and absolutely right to tell me to hold fast. Thanks. I really was about to make the biggest mistake of my life before I listened to your advice. You were right. Things are really great in my new job. Once I gave it a proper chance, I realised within a few weeks that I had made a really good move. Thanks for helping me through it. You're the best and I'm forever grateful, Jer. Isn't that Ah. lovely? Imagine that. I wonder what he does. Given the level of typos, I think he's not a journalist. (laughs) (laughs) One reread. That's all I ask when people are writing to us. Would you like me to edit them before Minor they come? Minor punctuation <laughs> If and you a sent re-read. them to me any earlier, I could definitely, you know, kind of do some editing on it. No, um, I think that's really lovely. Do you know Thanks for good? that, Jer. Yeah. I, no, I'm, I really do appreciate it. And I'm delighted you held fast. I do think that we always forget that when we are in a job, we are so used to everything that's going on around yeah, us. Yeah, like. yeah. And then when you move into something else, it's like you've, you're literally, you're learning to walk again. Yes, it's very walking true. Walking and talking. Walking and talking, very difficult. Um. And I, yeah, I, I do think, you know, in that situation, you have to just hold, hold, fast, hold fast believe in yourself, Neve. Yes, exactly. Like we believe in our listeners. Hey, Neve and Grode, I really need your advice. I'm struggling with my relationship at the moment. My boyfriend and I had a massive fight before Christmas regarding being engaged. Now, this is new. Normally, it's we're having... I had the best relationship in the world, but that's normally where they start. But this is, she's straight in. Right? Okay, so we know what the good. problem is. Okay. He knows how much it means to me and how much I have wanted this. He has said he wants the same thing, but it always comes down to when he's ready. It feels like he just wants the power to make all of the relationship decisions. 
He has decided what country we live in, if we will or will not move and when. He decided when we made our relationship public and now we'll be engaged in inverted commas when he's good and ready. I feel like I'm stripped of all power in this relationship and I just have to go with everything he wants or leave because there is never an in-between. Compromise doesn't come into it. And now I feel like if he ever does propose, I don't think I'll feel the excitement and happiness that I once did. I feel like the whole thing has been spoiled. Please keep me anonymous. Oh, I know. I mean, there's a lot in this one, right? You see, I think it's difficult when you've built up expectation and then it doesn't it doesn't come. Right. That, yeah. That's that's quite difficult. So I feel <clears throat> for you that way. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, there's there's a difficult situation where you have an, an understanding that this is the way this is going to go. And then the other person has decided it's going to be different. The problem here is not just about the actual engagement situation, because it, it, it sounds to me like you're not going to say no anyway. <laughs> You know, because she kind of says know, near yeah. the end, you know, that she, now she feels like the proposal's not going to be as exciting. I just wonder, you know, are you just falling in with whatever he decides? Are you actively making decisions? Yeah. You know, I mean, we could say the 29th of February is coming and you could propose to him. But, you know, the reality is nowadays... um. The engagement is such a big thing, isn't it? You know, people yeah. or how you get engaged seems to be a big thing. But I, I don't know. I think more, more concerning is the fact that you feel like he's making all the decisions. But you see, here's my question. Is he making all the decisions? Or are you just annoyed because, because you're not making them? Oh, yes. Well, that could be like, that. Does he know? Does he know how you feel? about all of this or is he making a decision and you're going in your head oh yeah raging yeah I've got no agency over this he's deciding where we live he's decided mm. you know or, or are you saying I'm not sure I want to live there or are you even voicing your opinion on it because yeah. I do that you get annoyed about decisions. I get annoyed about things that like haven't been said yeah I know <laughs> I, do, I do that all the time I was really annoyed at one of my friends the other night alright did they know no of course they didn't <laughs> did they ever know no okay <laughs> Are you still annoyed with them? Yes. Is it me? <laughs> but like it's because of things they said that I go, oh, I guess that means this. I know. But so, it doesn't. No. But it, even if it does, you can't, you have to, you have to have that conversation. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to have the conversation. I know. So to me, actually, there's a lot going on in this message, which is nothing to do about when you get engaged. Yeah, I get, I get, like the engagement is actually the smallest bit of this. Yeah. And what I will say is, if you genuinely feel that this person's making all the decisions and you've got no control over anything, I would say you should not be getting engaged to them. No, if I agree. If that is absolutely mm. how you feel, mm. I don't think you should be getting engaged to them until all this is sorted out. Yeah, but I think for me, it seems to be that she's worried about the fact that the engagement, because it's not going to be the way she has built up in her head or that it's not when she wants it to be that it's going to be spoiled. I don't think she's... It doesn't seem to me like that she's you know, disappoint, you know, she, that she's not, she's going to say no. I think she really, she wants to be engaged. That's what I think. Yeah, I do think she wants to be engaged. But I think that she's saying things like, I'm stripped of all power in this relationship yeah. and I just have to go with everything that he wants or leave because there's never an in-between. Yeah. And to top it all off, I'm not even engaged. I know. 
Whereas like being engaged is like the that's it's, it's, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like leave that on the side for a minute. It's all of the other stuff. I think I think to be fair, sometimes we we look for when we're disappointed in something. Sometimes we look for other things that annoy us. Right? Yeah, that's true. You she know, could so be there's an lashing, element. She could of, be lashing out. There's an element of perhaps um, you know she's a bit disappointed, and, and you're I understand. Perfectly it. entitled to lash out. Yeah. <laughs> You're speaking to two people that are quite it. fond of us. No, I understand when when you feel disappointed about something. I completely understand that you want to you want to but and and also you you don't put the toilet seat down. You know, it's it's almost yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, yeah. but, but in saying that, right, the most important thing here is you've got to decide: Are you just falling in with people? And you know, if if that's the problem and the sense that this person is making all the decisions. If you're not happy with them making all the decisions, the difficulty is your your marriage is going to be very difficult. You can't give out about somebody <laughs> not doing the things you want when you haven't said what it is you want. Yes, exactly right. And and clearly he you say he know he knows how you feel about it. So if he's actively trying not to do what you want, there's two things going on here. He either a he wants to be in control of it because it's important to him. He might have a a big plan for you that is to s- properly surprise you, right? And you're trying to anticipate it, right? <laughs> you know, it's or actually worse again, if he's actively trying not to give you what you want at this stage of relationship, I think you need to be looking at that relationship. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, honestly, but but I, I don't think it's as serious as that. I think you're just disappointed because you're ready for what's going to come next. And instead of lashing out about all the things that, you know, and being cross about it, maybe try and have a conversation from a point of view of how you're disappointed because you really want to move forward in your relationship and see how he responds to that. Yeah. Because actually in a weird way that's might be at the root of what you're saying. You know, if it's if it's about the manner or the time that he's getting engaged that's kind of slightly aside the point. I th- I think realistically you need yeah, to see if look, this is what you want to be doing. What I always <laughs> say about engagements you know when you know I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of engagements. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not like because I've I've I did have a situation with a friend who told me what the plan was for their engagement, and then went off and got engaged, and then came back and told me everything they previously told me, but in a way that meant that I was supposed to be surprised. Oh, this has happened. It's like, but you 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 literally told me how, that's how this you was wanted all it. planned. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't get I, a, I didn't get engaged, so I'm not. I don't have an engagement in my thing. But you see, I think when you when you say you want to get married and the other person says they want to get married and you you both implied you're both going to say yes then you're actually engaged you are kind of yeah you're on the road to it you know it it's not the official here we are to everybody else but nowadays it's not the same years ago you would have got engaged as a declaration to the wider community because you know you didn't live together you didn't you know you there were a lot more rules involved with where you lived yeah. and where he's saying so nowadays it's it's not quite the same requirement so i i don't know i mean i i so we're not the best people maybe to talk about it you know anticipation of engagement you know, I, I know Paul yeah, and I yeah. knew very uh, you know we knew we were going to get married fairly on early on in our relationship because we were older when we met and it was just almost accepted between us and we had the conversations and he asked me did I want an engagement ring and I said no I don't because you know me I'm not great with jewellery anyway <laughs> do you know what I mean I, I, I just but I get that other people it's an important milestone either he doesn't realise how important it is to you despite the fact that you might think he does or he does realise and doesn't care 
And, and and you need to work out which one of those it is. And the second one is a big red flag. Yeah, it is. And I think that what you need to do I mean, is you need to sit down and you need to talk about the fact that he is making all of these decisions yeah. and you don't feel like you've any power. And it's not like you can't recover from the second option. Completely. You know, but oh, it's it, all fixable, but it but just you need to decide what's more important to you and whether you're actually communicating properly. And rather than doing being angry about something, try and come to terms with how you feel about it and then have those conversations. Yeah. And if there's one thing I don't do is communicate. <laughs> Don't go to Garode's class. He I has don't a believe, class. I don't believe it. I don't believe it works. I I think <laughs> I think what you should do is you should lay your cards on the table here. And I don't think you should do it in a row. No. I think you should instead of doing it when things when you're like, you know, fit to stab each other because they won't get out of your way in the kitchen. <laughs> do it when things are good. Yeah, try. Try, try and have and, a conversation. And say, look, this is not a conversation where I'm asking you to propose to me. This is not what this conversation is. I want to know. This is a conversation about. How I felt. The amount of power that I have in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really important uh, to have that conversation. And, and if you don't see improvement or progress or the hmm. ability to progress with this, I don't think you should marry him. No, I don't think you should marry him. I mean, don't move out straight away. No. But, you know. Transfer the joint account into your name. Do sort all that sort of stuff. You, you know, know, prepare for that. Grab what you can get. <laughs> I think people sometimes focus too much on the engagement and the and the wedding and not enough on what's actually the next 40, 50 years. You know, my husband and I have been married. Oh, for... God, that's really long. I know. Oh, Sorry. Well, that I've is only, really long. I've been married for 20 years, right? My mum and dad celebrated 60 years Medication's got too good. It's too good. <laughs> it was better back in the old days when they put a leash when on When they you. died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they died. Dead at 45. I know. Back in the apps. <laughs> I, I feel like the most important line in this that you've written is, I feel like I'm stripped of all power in this relationship. That's a really important line. Important you know, line. That's probably the thing I worry most about in this. Yeah. Like realistically. So if that is true, then you need to decide how you feel about that and then have that conversation or you need to make your own decision. You need to know what you want from this. That is unless she did what I do, which is like she wrote this in like a gin field rage. <laughs> where she was like absolutely disgusted by the state of her life and every decision she's Annie, made. Annie leaves the toilet down. Yeah. yeah. It's like me. It's like me when I'm sending an aggressive text yes. at two in the morning. <laughs> no, I know. It's like finding everything. I am stripped of all power in this relationship. I think you've probably said that to your partner more than once, you know, even though even more though it's once. not true. <laughs> I think I probably said it to him this morning. <laughs> so listen, let listen, us know how luck. you get on. And we re I really hope, I hope it works out. Mind but, yourself. Yeah, mind yourself. And just be really honest with yourself. Yeah, because it, it's not about the engagement. It's about the rest of your life. Exactly. On, or until, you know. Neve, we have another problem. We it's have many problems. Massive. This is a long This is problem. a long, 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 long problem. problem. But it's an um, interesting one, actually. Are we, do are we doing another one? No. no, we're not. We're doing the long. Okay. Hi, Neven Garrod. I'm writing to you about a friend breakup that has shattered my already already fragile self-confidence. But first, on a much lighter note, I want to tell you how much I love your show. <laughs> I'm 
sorry. This letter is lovely. This is gorgeous, and it, it but it swings like this. It swings. <laughs> There's big dramatic moments in this letter. This is and I this love is it. our people. These, these, these are our people. people. <laughs> these are our people. These are our people. Emotional people that feel things from deeply. one side to the other. It's lovely. Yeah. You know, I'm in the worst place possible, but I want to tell you how amazing I love you. I love exactly. You. You're both hilarious and empathetic. Oh, we love you back. Correct. <laughs> Neve is the cool mom, big sister. Oh big sister. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'd say she probably had to delete granny. <laughs> <laughs> Neve is the cool mom, big sister I wish I had. <laughs> Combined with Garode, occasionally encouraging fiery revenge. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. I feel like I found my people. Oh. I've recommended Agony Rants to family and friends. But if you're reading this on the show, I hope they're not listening right now or my anonymity will be blown. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> My problem is this. I stopped talking to a friend after he made some comments I thought were ableist. As a result of this falling out, my faith in humanity has been shaken. I'm distrustful and I've pretty much stopped trying to meet new people. Let me know if I'm being too dramatic. You're absolutely not. We're on board. <laughs> you can never be too dramatic for the road. We've been friends for over a decade. The fact that I am physically disabled has never been an issue in our friendship or so I thought. This friend and I now live in different parts of the country and we were both living alone when the pandemic began. Over the past few years, we started talking on the phone regularly, once or twice a week, sometimes for hours at a time. We had some of the best, most honest and supportive conversations I've ever had. I considered him to be my best friend. We would sometimes talk about our dating lives and this is ultimately where things went downhill. He told me he wanted to dish about a first date he'd been on. The woman he'd met sounded great, but he said there was only one problem. He didn't know if he could keep seeing her because she got migraines and suffered a back injury in the past. That's wild. He said he was worried that she wouldn't be able to do much if they kept if they were to keep dating. Their first date was a two-hour hike, so I found his concern to be hilariously misguided. <laughs> but he wasn't joking. <laughs> I mean, a two-hour hike, I think that's enough. If you could do that, I think. He also told me about another female friend. I remember friend. I brought you on the two-hour Oh, God, hike, that hike? You didn't even have your own boots. Oh, my, that bloody hell. Oh, my God. Anyway, move on. He also told me about another female friend of his who has a chronic condition. He says he gets asked all the time why they aren't dating since they get along so well. His answer, which he apparently told his friend directly is that he won't date her because of her chronic condition. He then said he knew I wouldn't like hearing this because of your abilities. Did he? So he basically said because of your abilities. So he's okay. Wow. Okay. In all the years I've known him, he has never insinuated anything negative about my disability or anyone else's. It shocked me. He admitted he wishes he didn't feel this way and said it stems from his insecurity. He said he thought as a man that he had to date someone as close to perfect as possible. Ridiculous, I know. Good luck to him. Holy God. I don't think it is my responsibility to teach him otherwise or to try and change his mind. I stopped talking to him after that conversation and several months have passed. He recently reached out a couple of times and has said our friendship is important to him. I told him bluntly, I can't be friends with someone who thinks that way. He said he would never do... No, he said he would do. He said he would do whatever he can so that we can be friends again. I haven't responded because I don't know what to say and I don't know if there is anything he can do. I feel bad about cutting off communication, having been on the receiving end of a few friend breakups. I know how much it hurts and I'm not trying to hurt him. I am glad he felt he could be honest with me about this, even though it disgusted me. 
but I don't know why he told me this knowing it would upset me. I wondered if he was actually looking for a way out of our friendship. Again, I'm possibly too dramatic. Over the past few months, not talking, I've realised I don't miss him as much as I thought I would. I'm wondering if it's time to let the friendship go. My other problem, though, is that now I can't help wondering if the majority of people feel the same way as he does and just aren't upfront about it. I don't have many friends, so I can't really afford to lose one, and I haven't been successful in the dating arena either. Up till now, I've just assumed it's because of my bad personality. (laughs) (laughs) I love a bit of honesty. You know, I mean... (laughs) My disability doesn't severely affect my life, but it's typically one of the first things people notice about me. I've often wondered how it shapes people's opinion of me. I have been on the receiving end of ignorant comments my whole life, so I tend to be careful when it comes to choosing friends. I considered myself to be a good judge of character and never saw any signs that my friend felt this way. Now I'm questioning everything. I've stopped trying to date or make new friends. I know I shouldn't let one person's bad opinion stand in my way, even if that person was a close friend. But his experience really hit a sore spot when I was feeling so isolated already. Any advice? Thanks in advance and thanks for all you do. Sending love from Canada as a fellow Cagney and Lacey fan. Oh, well, we have to be extra (sighs) fabulous to this girl. Oh, excuse me. I love a bit of Cagney and Lacey. Time daily's in the hospital. Is yeah. that why you were worried about losing your phone? I'm really upset because she was supposed to be opening in a Broadway play and she has been hospitalised and she's pulled out oh, no. of the play. And she's been replaced by someone from the office. As in? I mean, she's expected to make office? a full reco- recovery. Uh, you mean as in? The, the office, the TV show. Okay. Not like not like the office in the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> time it's is your sick. time to shine. Never mind, I'll step it's in. It's your time to shine. Somebody, somebody man the phones. <laughs> Sorry. It made me laugh. Come on. It was funny. Um, Paula. Okay. There's a lot going Paula, on in this. Paula, 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 Paula. There's so many things that... There, there's so many important messages that I feel you need to get, right? Right. And there's also a couple of home truths yeah. that I think you need to get. A small bit, yeah. Yeah. The first thing that I think you have to look at is don't lose faith in humanity. No. There are plenty of people who are disabled that are in relationships mm-hmm. with people who are not disabled. No, yes. And actually, I, I'm sure you're well aware of that, right? Yeah. And, and it's it not about... It, it is difficult because there are extra challenges. But what you don't realise is your friend also has extra challenges, clearly. To me, he sounds like a man who's looking for reasons to justify why he's not dating or he, he just doesn't fancy the person he's with. So he's looking for reasons not to like them. You know, it, it seems very picky in that he if you've been friends for 10 years and he's known about your disabilities and you've had wonderful conversations over that time, why all of a sudden now is he suddenly having those conversations about where, you know, to me, I don't think it's about you. This is about him you know, and how insensitive he can be as a person. And maybe he's not successful in his dating world, which is sad. Well, it doesn't sound like he is. No, he's not successful by the looks of it. Do you know what I'm going to ask as well, right? And this could land a little hard. (gasps) Come on then. So, but I I think it's important to ask it. Is you've been having very long, intense, conversations, regular conversations with this man Mm. on the phone. Did you have expectations? And was, yeah. Was there maybe, I guess, a little flicker of attraction going on? Were you feeling it maybe a little Are bit? Are you mm. disappointed that 
he maybe didn't feel the same way or he maybe didn't broach that and maybe did he say things and don't get me wrong the things he said were ignorant stupid Mm -hmm. Uh, did he say things that landed a little heavy because of the way well, you're feeling a bit sensitive maybe. you were a bit sensitive about it and now, I mean, I'm not now, I'm not saying no. that what he said was like he he like I, I mean to be honest with you I would find it very hard to dress up what he said because what no. he said were absolute ignorant dickhead comments I mean you but, know chronic but, but I'm wondering do we have all of the context here could he have said you know well you know me I, I, I feel as a man they have to be perfect you know was he you know I don't know. I just yeah. don't know. I mean, he sounds like a dick. He sounds like an <laughs> asshole. He absolutely sounds like an asshole. And he found... And but clearly for 10 years sounds, you haven't thought that. Yes. And it sounds like you can do better. Mm. Uh, it, you deserve better as a friend. But that said, the fact that he is so obviously a bit of an asshole, it's still landing very hard with it. You're still... Yeah. Upset over it. You've written a you know a three A four page letter. Yes. To us about it, so you're obviously very very hurt. I, and I, and I feel. I think you're within your rights to be hurt. You're you know, absolutely in your rights. To you be know. Hurt. I I think to be fair, you know. But that, cutting uh, somebody off. Yeah. You don't. You never. Resolve it. You never really resolve it. You don't mm-hmm. get your answers. Cutting somebody off means that the way you feel about this now. This is as resolved as it's going to get. Yeah, and actually, I don't know how healthy that is for you or for him. You know, mm. and you're right. It's not your, you don't have to educate him. He should. Absolutely not. It's, not. it's not your responsibility at all. No. And you're entitled to respect. I, I really believe that you tell people how to treat you every day. So yeah. the thing is, actually, you don't have to go on with the concept of educating him. Although he seems to say to you, he would do anything to fix it, right? So that you can be friends again. But you say also that you haven't actually missed him that much. But is yeah. that because you're hurt? You know, and so the thing is, I think probably Grode is right. You probably need to have a conversation to resolve it. So you're not carrying it. I'll be honest with you. You cannot, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, you cannot say that everybody's the same just because one person has left no, you No, not at all. Don't lose faith in that. And also because you're, you're coming from a, a a vulnerability, like a vulnerable position. Yeah, because he's hurt you. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that you, sh- you, you have, if you have a disability, it's something you've worked against your whole life. And yeah. it's something that you have come to terms with. And it's something that you have um, built confidence around. And you shouldn't let somebody's ignorant opinion bring you down take away all your hard work yes exactly right exactly right see what I'm what what you don't say in the letter right is you don't say how I don't think she does you don't say how you cut off communication well I think what happened was you know basically she stopped talking to him I, I think if you had a conversation and said I'm annoyed about what you said I feel hurt by it I think it's very ignorant it's it's an ignorant position to take and it's also the fact that you felt you could say it to me mm-hmm. is just beggar's belief. If you said something like that and then cut off contact, I think that's fine. If you just stopped answering the phone, I think that's a bit different. Yeah. But uh, to be fair, she says, I told him bluntly I can't be friends with someone who thinks that way. So he reached out a couple of times. So she has been oh, in right. touch. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. She kind of has been in touch in some way. So he's trying to find a way to mend it because clearly he misses you. Could it be that he was pissed? 
as in drunk. Yeah. He could have been. He could also have been, you know, sometimes people are not in the best spaces in themselves. Maybe he was feeling hurt from something that had happened in his life. And maybe, you know, sometimes, especially it, men, they, they if their ego's been hurt a little bit or if their heart's been hurt a bit, sometimes they lash out a bit. The other side you of know, it is he might he might have felt, and again, this, that, is, this is hard yeah. to hear, he may have felt that you were attracted to him and he wasn't attracted to you and he panicked. Now, well, that yeah. does not excuse no, no. anything that he said. It's no. pig ignorance what he said and it's horrible. But... Yeah. But, I mean, to be honest, at the end of the day, right, what you need to decide here is whether you need to resolve the situation with him or not. And if you don't, then if you're done with him, you're done with him. Yeah. And that's okay. You're allowed to do that. It doesn't matter how Absolutely. long you've been friends. Absolutely. You're completely allowed to do that. To say what he said... Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Even if you're the world's biggest asshole. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. Like, even if you are, or, or, or even if you hate the person. I mean, technically it's speaking. Still a, it's it's such a horrible thing and it's such a horrible way. But why wait and, 10 and, years and, to and say maybe, it? Ex- exactly. Why wait 10 years to say it? And, 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 but secondly, why, uh, and I can see why your faith in humanity would be shaken. Yeah. Because if you're to take this at faith value, you think, Jesus, how... How can you be friends with someone for 10 years and hold and this opinion? It. And then this just pours out of them. Yeah. Which makes me think that there has been not... Now, Something has happened to him. Necessarily a miscommunication, but there's been some sort of falling down in the way that he was com- communicating or what he was trying to communicate. Yeah. And, uh, and, and look, we'll never know unless you have a conversation with him about it. And Mm. I would say the only reason that you should put yourself in a position to have that conversation is if you want resolution from it. It's not about giving him the resolution. If you're happy enough to cut him off and to to continue on without him, then absolutely go and do that because he's given you no reason to, you know, to give him any other opportunity. But if there's something you need from it, because this situation is just so... Weird. Bananas. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just such a weird, horrible thing to do that you just, you wouldn't believe that It's a very long time. It's a very long that. time to, to have a certain relationship with someone and for them to do something slightly left of centre. Or maybe has it been maybe there underlying and you just haven't been aware. The other thing is, some people are not good at making jokes. Right now, I know this probably wasn't a joke, right? But I, I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell you the situation. No, I know what right? you mean. I know. Sometimes when you're very very close to somebody, yeah. right? You you kind of make this kind of like a dark humor, yeah, associated with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm thinking of one specific situation that I was in, right? Where it was just a sad situation. There was something going on, and somebody who I was very, very good friends with, said something that was just so... I mean, I knew it was a joke. But it was upsetting. It, it, well, it wasn't even upsetting, but I, I was just like... It wasn't upsetting because it was so wild. Like, it was just like, what? <laughs> but it was... Uh, it was just interesting for me to be able to go, wow, Jesus, they really got that wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because... But I knew I knew it was a joke because I guess when you know the person it you know and it was a face to face thing maybe if they'd put it in a text I would have felt different about it but like it it was interesting to go God if I had if I if I had been somebody who was yeah I think, I, I'm just wondering if it's a situation like this I'm wondering yeah. if it was a combination of wanting to communicate something 
but also I think I think we're spending way too much time being concerned about why he did it because yeah. we won't know we won't know yeah, exactly. nor will you unless you ask the question right and clearly there's been some conversation because you've been clear about how you feel about it so he's well aware that you have been hurt or unhappy about it um I think and I also don't want to think sorry just cut you yeah. off just on that point just yeah. before you finish that I also part of that could be that I really don't want to think that Paula has actually invested 10 years in a friendship where this is the way it ends yeah no I know I understand that I know it would be sad it's awful like, it I, is I, just, I feel sad. so sorry for her you know I, I don't want I don't want it to be about that but you know you're not responsible for that Paula you yeah. know, that's the truth. And the thing is, it may be something that he's hurting from, from some another space. You just don't know, you know, because people hide the those kind of hurts very well, don't they? Yeah. I, I seriously think that you need to decide whether you need to resolve this or not. I think you need to absolve yourself from any responsibility in it. Completely. Of who you are. I don't think you're being dramatic. I think he probably hit a sore spot and quite rightly, you know, you yeah. were offended by it. And so therefore it's down to whether you can forgive him. It's not up to you to educate him because quite frankly, the fact that you've been very definite about how you feel will already be educating him whether he likes it or not, you know, but it's not about him. This is about you now. This, essentially, yeah, exactly, this is about exactly. you. Exactly. And you, and I think what you have, you have to remember, Paul, is that you've been very, very hurt. Yeah. And, and I know that it's hard to feel when you have the power like that. Yeah. It's hard to acknowledge the hurt yeah. because you do have the power in the situation, but you've been very hurt. And I also think for your own head, mm-hmm. you don't need to tell anyone. No. But I, I do think for your own head, you should probably try and work out is the reason I'm hurt because I was, there was an attraction. Yeah. Well, it could be, but it doesn't matter what the answer to that is. The point is whether you need resolution from it or whether you feel there's any way to go back to it. Going back is difficult, I think, in a relationship like that. You know, it is quite difficult. Yeah. So, but Unless I mean, he has a really good explanation. Yeah. And, you know, he might be very apologetic. Maybe it's through ignorance. Maybe it's through, maybe he was cross about something else and it just spilled over into the space where he felt safe. You know, because sometimes we do that. You know, we lash out into places to get a reaction from someone else because we don't feel safe doing it anywhere else. You know, so that I'm not attaching more importance to your relationship, but it's a long time to be friends with someone and, you know, just let it go without actually having resolution. But it's up to you, Paula. You need, this is about you now, but don't ever think that you have to apologise for anything or being too dramatic. I hate that concept, you know what I mean? No, no, you feel the way you feel. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you just have to accept whether you need to finish now with him or not. Don't get sucked into a situation where you are putting his needs before yours. Oh, no, without a doubt. And, yeah. and you know, it also doesn't need to be a very, you know, prolonged experience. If you decide to resolve it, ha- decide what you need to hear in the conversation <laughs> before you get there. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you know have, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a conversation. I guess the question you've asked yeah. Is should you feel guilty about this? And no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. No. <laughs> you absolutely shouldn't. <laughs> because we all have our boundaries and if somebody passes them then that's it. Yeah, that's game over. Yeah. Um I I I would if I was in your position I don't know what I'd do. Mm-hmm. Um but I guess knowing myself uh, rightly or wrongly I do think I would have have... a conversation because I'd want the opportunity to a Give it to them both barrels. <laughs> yeah. 
I do. I do no, think I, he deserves an absolute. I, but I think sometimes because in your head you think you're going to have this resolution, and sometimes and it you can may be not. Difficult, that you have to be prepared for the fact that you may not hear what you want to hear. And he could just sit in front of you and double down. Yeah, you just don't know. Which would so, be absolutely horrible. But I, but I would but say that's, is that's about him, not you. Yeah, put yourself first. Yeah, Paula. We're sending you nothing but love nothing and Nothing but love. And I'm so sorry that all this happened. Yeah. Because it's awful. But human beings are human beings and sometimes they can just be a bit disappointing. I know. They are. And don't worry about time, baby. She'll be She'll fine. be fine. Time She'll will be, be fine. fine. I'm not even entertaining the world. No, it can't be. Where anything happens to time daily. I know. I mean, nearly oh. all. Are all the, go- the golden girls gone yet? They're all dead, me. I know. All of them dead. That's so hard. What a horrific way to end the show, but <laughs> we are where we are. Um, it's been wonderful to talk to you. You too, Niamh. Milo. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday, even though it's a week late. Thank you so much for listening. We would love to you would become a member of Headstuff Plus mm-hmm. and you'll get an episode of Vintage Rants, I think, either this Thursday or last Thursday. Oh, well. Whatever it is, you'll have it. Either, yeah, or either or way, the joy is it. approaching. With your hot little ears. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and we will chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. 